Welcome to Brick by Brick. Time famine. Feeling like you have too many things to do and not enough time to do them. If you are employed or have children under the age of 18, you probably suffer from time famine. Over 60% of those surveyed in a Gallup poll said they don't have enough time. But I don't need a survey. You're reading an article about not having enough time. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't feel the pangs of time famine today, you will soon. I can completely relate. I'm employed and a father of two. I'd have a better chance of winning the lottery with a used ticket than escaping time famine. So I say this with absolute sympathy. You don't need more time. That isn't the problem. The real problems are false expectations and a lack of clarity. You lack clarity in what you want and have time commitments that reflect your lack of clarity. Sean McCabe. You can't do it all. The first cause of our time famine feeling is the assumption that we can do everything we want to do. Or, more likely, the assumption that we should be able to do everything we want to do, even though we've never been able to pull it off. It hurts me to say it, but you really can't. Believe me, I've tried multiple times, and I crash and burn every time. The digital age has accelerated the pace of life. We are drinking from a fire hose of news, status updates, tips, and ideas. Everyone wants a piece of you, especially the online services that make money from your attention. Facebook, Google, Amazon, Netflix, etc. In other words, everything includes so many more things than it did 20 years ago. The internet has exposed us to countless new possibilities, things we never would have considered or even known about in the past. There are more tasks and projects than ever before, but each day still only holds 24 hours. There are more causes to get behind than ever before, but your emotional capacity can only invest in a few of them. There are more TV shows, movies, videos, articles, blogs, and podcasts than ever before, but your brain can still only focus on one at a time. No matter how hard you try, you will never be able to do it all. You must choose. You have to make trade-offs. You can own a thriving small business. You can be an amazing parent. You can be in fantastic physical and mental health. You can go back to school for that next diploma. You can stay on top of the latest news and political developments, but you cannot do all of them at the same time. Adjust your expectations. Embrace the fact that you cannot do everything and get serious about eliminating and minimizing all the things that aren't wildly important. Get clear on what matters. A water hose with dozens of holes isn't very effective. Most of the water will leak out and never make it to the spout. Our lives are like a water hose. We receive a steady flow of time, like the water flowing through the hose. Then we funnel that time to various activities, like various sprinklers in your backyard. Time leaks out when we get sucked down an internet rabbit hole on YouTube or Reddit, or when we binge watch episodes on Netflix or when we scroll through social media for no reason in particular. On top of the leaks, we also try to do too many things, which is like hooking your hose up to nine different sprinklers and a spray nozzle. 
all these leaks and accessories add up, and they reduce the force of the water we are able to direct toward important areas of our lives, our work, relationships, well-being, and more. Instead of a stream, only a small trickle comes out. And ironically, we think the water isn't turned up high enough. The amount of time you have each day is fixed. You can't turn the faucet to get more. But even if you could, it would magnify the problem, not solve it. The more water you send through the hose, the more water will come out of each and every opening, including all the holes, sprinklers, and nozzles. Do you really think that if you had an extra hour each day that it would all go toward your novel, or family, or whatever area of life you lack time? If you had true clarity about what matters most, you would already be investing it in the things that matter most. We think more time will help, but the real problem is we give far too much time to things that aren't important. Either we aren't sure which things are most important, or we don't have the self-control to say no to unimportant things. Money illustrates the same principle. If you had a friend with a gambling addiction, would you believe him when he told you he didn't make enough money? No. You recognize it immediately. The problem is not how much money he has. The problem is how he handles it. Giving him more money without addressing his gambling doesn't truly help him. We don't need more time. We need piercing clarity about what matters most and the conviction to live it out. Can you do anything about it? I don't have enough time is a victim statement. When we say or think these words, we position ourselves as victims of circumstance. I've done everything I can do, but the laws of physics are against me. This mentality leaves us trapped. We can't change things. It is what it is. In this position, we often end up looking for magic bullets, for time-saving tricks and life hacks that promise more efficiency. We eat the frog, routinize our lives, and try on apps and systems like we're shopping for a prom dress. Sometimes these tricks work, and sometimes they don't. Either way, we haven't addressed the root issue of clarity, so any time we save gets fed into the same overloaded hose. Stop thinking, I don't have enough time, and start thinking, I have limited time, I need to use it well. Escape the fatalistic victim mentality. You received 24 hours today, like the rest of us. What did you do with it? How well did your decisions align with your priorities? Own your time, steer the ship, say no to a lot of good things, so you can say a lot of yes to a few great things. Be compassionate to people in difficult situations, but don't let them steer your ship. Note, if you are already doing these things and still feel like you need more time, I have good news. You don't need more time. You need more patience. Seriously, you should be encouraged. You are doing the work. You are on the right path. It will take some time to arrive at the destination, but keep going and you'll get there. Think about the nozzle of your hose. Which part of your life currently feels like it gets a trickle of time instead of a stream? What would you do with more time if you had it? Make a list. Relationships, reading or writing, a side business or skill, 
artwork or music, physical, mental, or spiritual health? Now rank the items, rewrite each item, and place them in descending order from most important to least. No doubt the top few things on the list are really important. No doubt you already spend some time on them, but it's not enough. So think about your days and where the time goes. Are there things you could give up? It might be hard, but if it meant having more time to write that book or play with your kids, would it be worth it? Keep in mind what we said earlier about expectations. You aren't going to be able to do everything you want. Put all the things on the table and find conscious trade-offs you can make to get more time for important things. Begin to weave these neglected priorities into your decision-making process. Realize that saying yes to other things is saying no to your art, your health, your faith. Next, think about the leaks in your hose. What are your time wasters? When time seems to vanish, where is it going? If you start to pay attention, you'll probably be able to give it a label, such as social media, television and movies, video games, podcasts, email, phone calls, meetings, other people's priorities. These aren't bad things, but they aren't on your list of most important things either. So the question becomes, how can I spend less time on X to free up more time for Z? If you talk on the phone a lot, set a time limit. Communicate up front with the person on the other end. Sorry, I've only got 10 minutes to talk. If you find yourself checking email all day long, set some boundaries. Only read and write email during scheduled times. Try taking the email app off your phone. It seems necessary, but it almost never is. If you use social media heavily, do a digital declutter. Take a step back and evaluate whether social media provides a lot of value for you. Set the bar high. It's not enough for social media to be mildly amusing if you don't have enough time for core things in your life. If you decide social media does provide significant value in your life, make a plan for how you can better use it. Find a minimum usage that provides maximum value. Again, set some boundaries. Decide ahead of time when you are going to log in, and then stick to those times. Don't let impulse rule you. If you spend a significant amount of time on entertainment, pull back and think about the big picture. Entertainment draws us in the way unhealthy food does, with immediate gratification. It offers short-term pleasure, but leads to long-term consequences. I know it feels good, whatever it is, but trust me, it won't feel good if you keep living this way, only to look back and realize you wasted years worth of time being entertained. Your life is about so much more than having fun. Get in the game and make it count. This is an incredibly hard, yet incredibly important battle. It's the battle for your minutes and hours, which is the battle for your years and your life itself. You aren't alone. I'm fighting the same battle right alongside you. Grab hold of that steering wheel and use it. this episode helpful or thought-provoking, please take the time to make a plan for how you can apply these ideas. The best way to thank me is by taking action. 
be different. Chart a new course. Thanks for listening.